Broadcasting live from the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Top Realtor, investor, husband, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. All right. Welcome to episode 58 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, I talk about the 2019 Consumer Market Report from yours truly, Zillow.com. This is something their research department cranks out each and every year that I've been told is the result of a $2 million investment in their research team to gather these numbers back to report on what they think are current trends in the market on a national basis. Why does it matter to us in Oklahoma City? Well, we are part of the nation and trends in the nation trickle to us. Now, statistically, we're behind national trends because we're in that kind of linear market. But as a national trend, we always want to pay attention to these. And plus, there's some interesting metrics that Zillow's research has covered that the National Association of Realtors hasn't even covered before. This report coming out of 13 thousand homeowners that they personally interviewed with surveys. We're going to be getting into that report after the market report today and kind of going into long format. We don't have a guest today because we're covering this market report, so stay tuned for that. On to the market report. I want to pull it up actually on our screen for those watching on the YouTube channel. We've got our Number of sales the last seven days coming up to 109 homes coming off the market this week in Oklahoma City with the median days on market of 12. Your median square foot price right here, your list price coming in at $90.95 with our sales price coming in $89.99 with your median list price coming in at 159 and selling out at 152. For our maximum listing this week, we've got right here at 100 230, excuse me, $259 per square foot. That comes out to a selling price of $432,000 with one day on the market. That's 1825 Runway Boulevard. What a great street to live on. That's pretty cool. Didn't really see any other metrics coming out that were alarming in the weekly market report other than just the fact that we're coasting actually surprisingly like summer months here now in October. Maybe it's because we haven't really had any super cold weather. I mean, we had this bizarre cold little hint of weather to come where we dropped in some places into the 30s but it was really 40 at my house it's supposed to be freeze and it didn't freeze and today it was 70 degrees but hey we're supposed to get a cold front in this evening so we'll see what that's about 
Going into some national news, mortgage applications have increased according to the MBA Weekly Survey. That's the Mortgage Bankers Association. The Market Composite Index, a measure of mortgage loan application volume, increased 8.1% on a seasonally adjusted basis from one week earlier. On an unadjusted basis, the index increased 8% compared with the previous week. The refinance index increased 14% from the previous week and was 133% higher the same week one year ago. The seasonally adjusted purchase index increased 1% from the one week earlier, and the unadjusted purchase index increased 1% compared with the previous week and was 10% higher than the same week one year ago. Now, this news article from MBA might be something that you go, oh man, I am excited about this. What does this mean for me? Well, if you're an investor and you're flipping homes and you're in that market of 250 and below as your exit strategy, these figures don't really matter that much for you. Why? Well, if we look at page two of their report, we see the FHA share of total applications applications decreased to 10.4% from 11.4%. So it actually went down for your FHA loans, which is 80% or more of Oklahoma City's first-time home buyer, which is really that 250 and down, the bulk of a lot of our flips. The VA loan share of total applications also decreased to 12.4% from 13.1% the week prior. Also the same number going on with the USDA share of total applications decreasing to 0.5% from 0.6% the week prior. So when we look at who's really benefiting from this, we're looking at those jumbo loans and really anybody that's really had an advantage of either refinancing or taking an advantage of the low interest rates. So that being said, the increase in market from the 300 to 600, well, actually 300 to 800 in Oklahoma City and Edmond and more markets, really from Newcastle all the way up to Edmond, we've seen an increase with agents reporting to me that, hey, I've been just as busy in October. In fact, I've never been more busy in October than this year. And so we're seeing the interest rates super low, which make a huge difference in those second and third home purchases where they're buying their second home. They've already bought a home before. They've sold that home. They're moving up. They're worried more and concerned more about the interest rate. That first-time home buyer, most of them just care about qualifying for that loan. Also want to bring up something here on the news for this weekend. If you're in Oklahoma City, we've got Linwood Place Historic Neighborhood uh, is doing a home tour. That's going to be Sunday, October 20th. 2019 from 1 to 5. Tickets are $12 in advance and $15 at the door. You can purchase tickets at any home along the tour and there'll be signs clearly marking which homes are open. And these homes are not for sale. They're simply homeowners that are displaying their homes in the oldest historic neighborhood. Now, where is that? Well, Linwood, so if we look at this map, and I've got Google Maps pulled up for those that are listening to the radio program, on the northwest side of Oklahoma City, 
zoom, you zoom in and you've got 16th Street to 23rd Street is Linwood Place right along I-44, so Grand Boulevard, 23rd Street and south to 16th Street and west of May is a neighborhood called Linwood Place. Now, Linwood Place in the 1930s was the end of the trolley stop, which is northwest 19th, was the trolley road there, and Linwood would have been the end of the stop for the downtown trolley transit service. Linwood has been one of the oldest, if not the oldest, neighborhoods, historic neighborhoods. They're actually the one that kind of started the historic preservation. A lot of interesting uh, community and history built in that neighborhood. And if you haven't read the income reports where historic housing helps to increase, uh, you need to look at that. Just look at how historic home preservation affects uh, market value in neighborhoods. And there's plenty of reports showing how that's a great thing to be in there. We've got plenty of home buyers that are first-time home buyers or second-time home buyers, third-time home buyers, even investors getting involved in flips and historic neighborhoods because there's so much potential, because it is difficult to navigate some of these rules and regulations, which gives you the benefit as a bidder if you know what you're doing and you've got a team that's experienced with historic renovations, you can get an opportunity. And on that note, after many, many feedback this year and just running through I think 151 homes is what I'm at now for the last three years, selling 151 homes, getting involved in these transactions, some of which I'm starting to see again as we're, we're listing again. Uh, maybe the portfolio didn't pan out, the property management, maybe the tenant destroyed the property. If the numbers are not working, it doesn't work. It's not because it's a secret and you've got to figure some metric out to make it. No, it just doesn't work. So when we're doing the numbers, when we're competing with other investors, if your numbers don't work, don't buy. Clear and simple, give yourself a healthy margin. And if it's not working out, if it's not the way you planned it, don't buy it. And that coming from experience of watching investors make decisions. And right now where we're in a hot market here and we're on the upward trend of the seller's market, you want to pay attention to the overpricing, the overpassionate in our market and make sure you're making sound decisions. There's still hundreds of properties, literally thousands of properties in Oklahoma City that need to be renovated and flipped. So is it done? No, it's not anywhere near done. It's plenty to go, but there's a lot of misinformation out there, especially from wholesalers who come in and they've got to be able to flip that property. They're butter coating the ARV value, which is the after renovation value. So BBB, very, very, very careful on that. With that said, let's move in to the Zillow Group Consumer Housing Trends Report of 2019. Okay, I want to pull this up on our screen here. Let me jump to, first and foremost, our buyer's report here. Now, this very robust trends report of 2019, 20, the buyer's portion of it, I believe is the most important because it tells you really where the market is. Your typical buyer for 2019 
is a 43-year-old, 43% of your buyers in 2019 are going to be a college grad or higher education, 74% white, Caucasian, and 65% married or partnered, and 49% live with children 18 years old or younger. Now, a lot of this report, which you can find on okcrealestateshow.com on the right-hand side, I did a whole blog article on it that has a link to the full report. Your income, 31% being less than $50,000 a year. That's our market here. 34% coming in at that 50 to 100K and 35% making over 100K with the median household income of $75,000 a year as American home buyers. Their existing debt, 42% of them have credit card debt of some kind with 20% having student loans, 16% having medical debt. Now, 45% of them, this is an important metric, considered, considered renting instead. Okay, And we'll get into that on the rental metric of why they considered buying instead, what the number one reason was. And I'll just give you a hint. It has to do with equity. Why buyers move, 35% saying a life event, 21% market dynamics, 49% saying neither. That's because she wanted a nicer house. <laughs> I can tell you that. Natural disaster is the share of buyers who seriously considered these possibilities when choosing a home flooding, 55%. Tornadoes, 41%. And I will tell you this. If you're from Oklahoma City and you're buying a home, folks, they don't ask about tornadoes. Because they've lived here their whole life. So if you're an investor and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm worried about tornadoes. Well, guys, tornadoes are a very rare event. It just happens to be that of the rare events, we have more of them than most of the nation. In fact, than all of the nation. I think Kansas and us compete on the amount of tornadoes. But still, even being the number one tornado place, they're still extremely rare events. And not only that, tornadoes that actually are causing significant damage to a home, even more rare. And the big ones, like the one and more, are forecasted well in advance and are covered by insurance. So not too big of a concern for Oklahoma City, but people ask concerns when they see this report. Some of these Housing reports come up and they've got all kinds of things and they say this. So anyways, make a long story short, you can watch our full podcast on tornadoes where we have uh, meteorologists from Channel 4 News. John Slater talks about why it's really not a big deal. Home characteristics by generation. 28% of all buyers considered a home they could rent out in the future to be highly important. 27% of all buyers considered smart home capabilities to be highly important, and 58% of all buyers considered assigned parking to be highly important. Okay, so this is for your urban dwellers. All right, the typical home purchased three bed, 2.2 bath, 2,000 square foot with a median sales price of 229,000. 77% of the purchases was a single family detached home. The urban 29%, the suburban 49% of the sales and rural 
22%. So the suburban's still taking by far. As far as budget, 20% spent less than their initial budget, 55% stayed on budget, and 26% spent more than their initial budget. And who's the one that goes over budget? You guessed it. The millennials, followed by those Generation Xers, and then the boomers, with 29% of millennials coming in at going over budget. Now, down payments, what share of buyers with a mortgage put down 20%, more than 20%, only just 20% of buyers, and 20%, only 19% of buyers put down 20% in 2019 or reported this year. Now, 56 buyers put down less than 20%. That I've been talking many, many times about. When you put down less than 20%, you're looking for those FHA and conventional 5% loan down payment programs, which carries the PMI. Remember, the PMI puts your debt-to-income ratio, so your payment is extremely important in that metric. So look for that when you're pricing your ARVs, when you're pricing your property coming out. you got to keep in mind what your monthly payment is going to be. You can Google monthly payment calculator. You can call me anytime, and we can run those metrics together. But you've got to pay attention to where your monthly payment falls in contrast to the median income for your town or the area that people are purchasing in so that you can you can automatically, without knowing a whole lot about that area, know where your home needs to be priced. Now, let's jump on over to uh, selling or renting in America because I feel like this is really important because the selling in America is not that much different from the buyers, right? Because the sellers are all trying to um, amends the buyers other than a few sentiments on the buyers it was different the typical seller age was higher the median selling price was higher uh, only by a few thousand the home size the same a few other metrics again you can check out the full report on okcrealestateshow.com but let's get into the renters so the typical renter in 2019 is 33 years old okay 34% of them have a high school graduates or lower, 57% of them are white. And this is interesting. 11% identifies as LGBTQ and then a plus sign. Now, I don't, I, I just think it's interesting, not that metric, but interesting that why Zillow even does that metric. They didn't do it for home buying and selling. Does that mean the LGBTQ community doesn't buy homes? I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's because they like the lifestyle of renting, which is actually the number one reason or number two reason why renters rent. But let's get to that in a second. 47% were married or partnered. Of your typical renter, Generation Z was 16%. That's ages 18 to 24. Your millennials, which are currently ages 25 to 39, 49%. So millennials are your big, biggest chunk. Generation Xers, that's 40 to 54, and only 19% of your renters. Your baby boomers, 13%. And the silent generation, which is 75 years of age and older, just 3% of the renter. So for you folks that are 
buying into this whole ADA compliant rentals and all these different setups where, oh, I've got to add handrails. I want to make sure my property is fitting for the 55 and up community. Guys, that's 13% or less of the community. So don't put too much apples in that basket. Um, Income for the typical renter in 2019, less then 50,000 was 60% of all renters making less than 50,000. Hello, I've been saying affordability index. You're going to knock out 60% of your buyers in the rental category or of your renters in the rental category if you are outside that affordability index. Again, that, that per capita median income for a household in Oklahoma City coming in at 51,000, right on par with this. 28% in the income range of 50 to 100k and 100k or more 12% they live with their roommates 18% of them only children under the age of 18 just 32% have children under 18 dogs 31% cats 22% i bet if you ran a metric and we don't have this data but I bet Oklahoma City would be higher. Seems like there's a lot of dogs and cats with the property managers I talk with and the properties that I uh, solicit and rent. They often have dogs and they ask me about dogs. Race and ethnicity, 57% were white in the American survey, 16% black, 8% Asian, 16% Latinos, and 3% others, which is those Hawaiians. <laughs> By race, typical monthly rent increases. This one, I bet, is extremely subjective. But 78% of renters experienced a rent increase. Who were they? Well, the average rent increase for a white person was $150, whereas the black, Asian, and Latinos experienced $200 rent increase on average. I don't know about you guys, but if I raised $200 rent of my tenants, I would lose all of them. Because $200 a month in our market is a big, big game changer. So not sure what that is. Moving, why renters move, 47% is a life event, 15% market dynamics, 41% said none of those matter. Their next move, 47% of renters who moved in the past year already plan to move again in the next year. 47%. Reasons for renting, resulting renting suits their lifestyle. That's 33% of renters admit that renting is their lifestyle. 47% remember of renters who moved in the past year already plan to move again in the next year, which is why preparing the, those properties to be a quick in and out, you know, appealing design and yet robust and, and durable is important, okay? Because you're going to have that swinging door just by the very nature of renters. Um, 40, 32% want to be able to move easily as life changes, interesting stuff. Not being able to get approved for a mortgage, 28%. Saving for a down payment, 28%. And here we go, a new category. Reasons for renting for the LGBTQ and cisgender heterosexual renters. I'm not even going to try to 
figure out what that one is, but um, ability to move easily as life changes, 50% agree with that, and 30% of the heterosexual say the ability to move easily as life changes. Well, the biggest hurdle to renting, about a third or more of renters found these aspects of renting difficult. Okay, finding a home in their desired price range, 39%, right? Because we all want that fancy rental property, but we can't, we can't, uh, oh, I just changed my page. But we can't find the property in the right price that we want. Renters don't break the budget, they pay, most renters don't pay, pay, break the budget, they pay 19% less than they budgeted, 50% about what they budgeted, and 31% more than what they budgeted. 29% of renters of single-family homes are over budget, and 40% of renters of multifamily units are over budget. Interesting. So what that metric tells me is multifamilies like apartment complexes with your amenities, your workout equipment, your pools, things of that nature result in renters paying more than what they had budgeted for and really what they can afford. So maybe the leasing managers aren't taking a good look at their income or maybe they're allowing them to rent a little higher because of those things like, well, I won't have a gym membership because I've got a gym already at my apartment complex or I've already got a pool here so I don't have to pay a pool membership at the YMCA. Those kind of figures playing in, and you're getting paid with it. So if you want people to spend over, I mean, 40%, guys, 40% of renters in 2019, 40% of people, if I went to a, a an apartment complex here, 40% of those renters would be spending more than their budget, okay? Almost half. Interesting metric to note, whereas only 30% of single-family homes. Maybe that's because property managers like even myself, I don't rent to someone who can't afford to take care of a single-family home. Just won't do it. I don't care how nice you are. I'm not going to set you up for failure. I'm going to look at your income statements. You're going to have to prove that in order for you to be able to rent that home because I care about that home, and I want you to care about it as well. All right, so plans to move. Most renters who plan to move in the next year plan to continue renting. 61% plan to continue renting, and 34% plan on buying their next home, and 5% are planning on having a different situation altogether. Maybe that's a tiny home on wheels. Maybe that's RVing. Maybe that's living in a tent. Maybe that's going on a missionary trip. Who knows? But 5% don't want to buy or rent next year. They want to do a different situation. Maybe perhaps go off and join the Antifa and go fight crime, rallying on political rallies. Who knows? But this concludes my summary. You can get my full summary as well as read the actual document yourself on okcrealestateshow.com. If you've got a question, you can email me at landon, L-A-N-D-O-N, at okcreal.com, or heck, call or text. Text the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show at 405 367-1067. You won't find another 
realtor, investor, friend, whatever you want to call me, that works like I work. Why? Because I spend like, I mean, <laughs> I'm in a control room doing market analysis and it cracks me up. And I, again, 151 homes just in the last three years. I tour something. Somebody told me the other day, it's like a thousand something homes I walk through a year. And I breathe, eat, live real estate and my family, which this year I've made it a pact to be home for dinner. And if you're not doing that for your young kids and your wife or spouse, you need to do that. Dinner time, very important. I've seen my kids' grades increasing, home life at peace, making a pact to be home for dinner as much as I can. There's a few nights a week where I've got to do work. I've got to be here with you guys. I've got to answer some calls. We've got to do some after-hours stuff. It's part of the business. But being home for dinner, getting together as a family, and making that a priority, extremely important. Enough on my soapbox. That, my friends, is the Zillow Group Consumer Housing Trends Report of 2019. Stay tuned next year, where that will be released at the end of the summer, just like they do every year. And we'll see what the difference is between 2019 and 2020. It's been great, folks. Thanks again for watching the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. This is Landon Witt signing off until next week. Every Wednesday, make sure to subscribe. And you folks that are on Apple, I know you're on Apple listening to this on the podcast. Leave a review. Leave a review. Your reviews matter. They help the show spread. They keep me on the track to where I can get out to more and more of you folks because this content's absolutely free at the bottom of my heart because it helps me be a better realtor and it also helps you and me connect together. Don't hesitate to call or email me anytime. I'll answer your questions. I get questions from all over the world. It makes me a better realtor. It makes me a better answer for you because I love making you more free. I love getting a commission, of course, but I will make sure your commission, your dollar, your investment, your family, when it's a primary dwelling, comes first and foremost. And you can see that with over 61 five-star reviews on Zillow. You just check that out. Real people having real experiences. Let's change the community together and let's love our city together. Thanks for watching the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com.